Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. Welcome to today's class. Thank you so much for joining us today. If it's your first time here, oh my god, welcome. Please take a seat wherever you would like. You are so welcome here. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I am in your fandom. It is Friday, thank God, which is good for so many reasons. First of all, the work and school week is over, which is so exciting because we can live for the weekend that capitalism affords us so generously. Second is that, um, hello, it's New Music Friday, which means literally everyone on the planet dropped new music today. And I'm talking about everyone, you guys. Harry Styles, Sean Mendez, Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, so all the pop boys. <laughs> Demi Lovato, all the pop theys. And Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, and Nicki Minaj. Everyone is dropping new music, so make sure you stream all of that. I'm going to play some throughout the episode. You can get a feel for them. Make sure to stream them on your own time, though. They're getting ready for the Grammys next year. They're all releasing some shit now, boxing it out for who's going to get those nominations next year. Which brings me to my topics for today, which is um, Grammys, Grammys, Grammys. Oh my god, my favorite night of the year is in two days. I'm so excited to see all the performers. Olivia Rodrigo, Lil Nas X, Jack Harlow. It's going to be the most exciting, fun night. I can't wait to see who wins. And one of the first topics we're going to talk about today is our brutal, honest predictions, who I think and who, you know, everyone thinks is going to win the biggest awards of the night. We're going to get into it and see if our predictions are right, because we will find out in two days. Then we're going to talk about Black China uh, calling out both of her ex-baby daddies, who are both in the Kardashian family in some respect. So you know it's juicy. They got into a nasty Twitter fight that I'm going to tell you guys about. Then we're going to talk about how Doja Cat is still quitting music, even though she apologized. And now she's back to trashing fans online and it's kind of disheartening and i know people are sick and tired of hearing about it but we need to keep talking about the chris and will situation and how it's unfolding and come on you want to know you might be a little tired but you can't get enough chris responded and more drama about jada and will's relationship that is more of a reason why will may have done this is what we're going to discuss last episode we discussed will's childhood that may have caused him to uh physically assault chris rock at the oscars in front of millions of people we're going to continue that investigation if you have not already please rate this podcast five star on spotify and apple podcast and tell your friends about it tweet about it put it on your instagram story take a screenshot and tag me and i will follow you back and i will post it on my story it just helps us push it out because we don't have big companies pushing the podcast out for me how's it grow organically i would be so appreciative and yeah welcome to pop culture university take your seats classes in session My favorite color and my favorite country, Black China, is one of the most scammy bitches in America, and she is back 
at it again. Black motherfucking China is calling out both of her Kardashian-linked baby daddies and saying they don't pay her child support. But these two famous men are no stranger to a social media fight and weren't going to let her get away with that and shit on their names like that. So they called her the fuck out. So let's get into it. So if you guys didn't know, Black China has a nine-year-old son with uh, Tyga, Kylie Jenner's ex. Um, King Stevenson is his name. And she has five-year-old daughter, Dream Kardashian, with Rob Kardashian. Now, China with both of these daddies have a pair co- a co-parenting situation going on as everyone in Hollywood does because you know they only have kids for the aesthetic and then they break up but China claims that she is in a situation right now where she is a single mother who is struggling because her rich and famous daddies are not paying their due and not giving her any child support for these two kids in a now deleted tweet black china said yesterday I had to give up three of my cars, my reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support. I'm a mama, all caps, single, no support, no child support. First of motherfucking all, before we even get into the responses, Black China girl, you ain't got no morals. Let's not act, uh, let's not sit here like you gave up three of your cars because you have morals. Second of all, someone get out the world's most tiny violin. Because the fact that, like, she needs to join the running for the most tone-deaf Kardashian, even though she wishes she was a Kardashian, you are really saying, I have to give up three of my cars? I'm sure there's some single mothers out there who would love to have, you know, so many cars that they could give up a number of cars and still have cars left over. That sounds like a first-grade math problem. Like, Black China got no child support and had to give away three of her cars. She had six. How many does she have left? Anyway, the daddies are clapping back. Oh, don't you love when daddies clap your cheeks? I'm kidding. Tyga responded to that post and said, I pay $40,000 a year for my son's school and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. First of all, he ran her over with that comment. He put a bulldozer on her neck. No mercy was had. She was gasping for air. And then Rob came in with the one-two punch and also commented, I pay $37,000 a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay for all of her extracurricular activities. I have my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. Facts are facts, America. If they're dishing out their own money and being you know the dominant parent in their relationship they don't have to pay child support because they already be supporting the child with their hard-earned money way more than black china and just to finish her off tiger responded back to rob kardashian actually tagged him so they had like a thorough interaction and he said how do you pay three thousand less let me know the plug please which i thought was fucking hilarious it was like a great moment of daddies coming together don't you guys love when daddies come together I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't tell your parents what's said on this podcast if you are not 18, okay? Actually, ask parents permission. Anyway, Black China blew her own cover, okay? She's a shady bitch. We all know she's a lion-ass bitch from day one. And just just to give you a little backstory on how much of a lion-ass bitch she is, she tried to change her whole ass name to Angela Kardashian because her real name is Angela, even before her and Rob were even married because she wanted that Kardashian last name because she was so obsessed with that she's so obsessed with the image and being the woman to like get the kardashian last name and saw it as a status of fame imagine being so obsessed with a family that you try to get pregnant by the one son 
to carry on the name. Just kidding. I know all you hoes would consider doing it. I would consider it. I'm not going to lie, but uh, honestly, I would never do that to Rob, though. Rob has been through enough. He's had enough with the women of his life. I don't blame him for staying out of the public eye, if you know what I'm saying. She's done enough to Rob. Rob does not owe you anything else. The things that she did to Rob, she used him to social club. And Rob, and first of all, she robbed him of a healthy, happy family dynamic for life. She schemed him out of that. Rob paid $100,000 for her plastic surgery as well, if we're not forgetting. And her plastic surgery, oh, like her body looks great and stuff, but it also looks so like, just like plastic surgery. It, it almost is bordering on like, uh, like cartoony. Do you know what I'm saying? So why are you still scheming on him? She's trying to smuggle more of Rob's money in her thick vagina to China. But clearly Black China is struggling for money. And I think that's the main problem here. Okay? I don't know what she does. She's a model, influencer. Her reality shows were both canceled. A failed rap career. I actually listened to some of her, her rap songs when I was looking into this. And they were bad. But since I have bad taste, I was like, oh, I kind of like these. I hated myself for that. I was very self-hating in that moment. But anyway, she should... I, like, I don't understand why she needs to try to get more money out of these men. She should be doing fine just because of how famous she is online with social media. I'm sure she has, like, brand deals going on. But if you can't afford this extravagant A-list lifestyle, like, you want to pretend like you have on Instagram, girl, like, just admit you're broke at the moment. It's not because you're a single mom it's because you're broke you want to live this lavish pompous lifestyle like you're kim k but just because your daughter has a last name as kim does not mean that you are on the same level as her and you do not need to scam people out of more money just so you can flaunt your diamonds and cars on instagram so stop trying to do that also monday through saturday your kid is on a field trip six days a week what are you even worried about and she has sundays the easiest day of the week you know those kids ain't got any activities going on that day they aren't going to church bitch but but you know Black China's BBL ass is exhausted after that 24 hours of being a mom. She overhand tosses volleys that kid back into Rob's car bright and early on Monday morning. I think I just roasted Black China for five minutes. But anyway, she's broke and we're over it. So what can we learn from this? <laughs> Maybe she should work harder like Kim Kardashian said. Get off your lazy ass and work, Black China. Fuck. Anyway, what can we learn from this? Don't lie on people on social media because they have the right and will come back at you with receipts, okay? Social media is a free war zone for all. There's no need to flaunt or flex on social media if that's not your situation also. Keep it humble, girl. You ain't got to lie to us like that. And don't be posting on social media a life that you ain't got because you are going to get exposed and it will be embarrassing. Social media doesn't always have to be so fake and constructed, just show your real life. You ain't got to go around on, on social media like, guys, I'm broke. But, you know, like, keep it real. She was using her kids as an excuse about why she sold her cars. Like, nah, nah, just keep it real on social media, guys. Brought out the pink Lamborghini just to race with China. What the race to China? Just a race in China. Low bad Trini bitch, but she mixed with China. Real thick vagina. Smuggle bricks to China. I tell all my niggas, cut the check, cut the check. Bust it down, turn your goofy down. Pow, I'ma do splits on it, yeah, splits on it. I'm a bad bitch, I'ma throw fits on it. I'ma bust it open, I'ma go stupid and be fits on it. I don't date, honey. Cookie on tsunami. All my niggas wipe me once they get that good. Doja Cat is not fucking playing with y'all, okay? She's quitting music, period. Doja Cat, the once 
promising artist with a voice and songs unlike any other and a seemingly long career ahead of her has reminded us on social media that she is retiring very shortly after a few quick things that she you know signed a contract for and has to finish but after that she is fucking done so let me catch you up so if you do not remember doja cat went to um perform at Lollapalooza in paraguay she was on the set list with machine gun kelly miley cyrus all of that and when she got to paraguay to perform apparently she did not show enough love to the country that the millions of citizens there would have liked to seen from an a-list star coming to fulfill their you know their dream of seeing her live she did not tweet about the country she did not post about them she didn't sign a single autograph take a single photo talk to anyone she didn't even let paparazzi get a photo of her in in the country she didn't even say the country's name she just walked straight into her rehearsal room wherever it was and was preparing for the show and then fans were livid online because even though the festival was canceled other artists like Miley Cyrus and Michigan Kelly did things to show their love to the fans, like tweet about them, post a video singing to them. Like Machine Gun Kelly hosted an impromptu concert at a hotel for his fans because they couldn't have it outdoors. And Doja Cat did nothing. She didn't say hi when she came there and she didn't say bye or anything when she left. Just silence. And they were so pissed off by that that they started tweeting at her, calling her ungrateful, unworthy of the fan base that she has absolutely horrible and that they basically hate her and are so disappointed and disenchanted with her and they even started calling her slurs because you know some fans get very passionate and get very twisted about how they're supposed to talk to a celebrity and what's right and wrong and there's no excuse for that that's still awful but then doja cat came back at them on twitter and said wait for it you're gonna love this she said it's gone and I don't give a fuck anymore. I fucking quit. I can't wait to disappear. And I don't need you to believe in me anymore. Everything is dead to me. Music is dead. And I'm a fucking fool forever thinking I was made for this. This is a fucking nightmare. Unfollow me. First of all, holy shit. Holy fucking shit. Like, you, the, um, she was in such a terrible mood. She told off all of her fans like that. If I was a diehard of Doja and I was going to that show, I'm really not that big of a diehard. Like, I like her and stuff. But if... If, like, that was, like, your favorite artist tweeting that, like, that would really, really hurt. People thought there was no way she was going to be this dramatic and she was actually going to quit music. And they just thought she was majorly overreacting in the heat of a moment. Maybe, um, you know, the Red Sea was flowing or something. And then she actually did apologize after that. She said on Twitter a few days later, I can travel, I can eat good food, I can see new people, I can smile, I can make memories that I've dreamed of having, I can laugh, I can support my family and friends, I can learn about the world and I can give back to everyone because of you. I do owe people shit. I owe you guys a lot. And she quoted her own tweet that said, I'm not sorry. And then she said, I am sorry. So it seems like she had an epiphany, you know, overnight or something. She realized the extreme privilege that she is in and the millions of people that still love her and are providing this monstrous lifestyle to her. It seemed like the universe smacked her with humbleness and gratefulness and the stars and planets and planet her seemed to have aligned and that she wasn't going to quit music anymore and everything was going to be okay. It was just a little tiff between her and her fans, but never fucking mind. She is still quitting music. She tweeted not long ago today. She said, for those seeing me at the after hours tour, I'm not bailing. 
But me not bailing doesn't mean my ass isn't going to disappear right after. I still got shit I got to do. And a lot of y'all think because I post a fucking picture, it means I'm not out. Pick doesn't equal music, goofy, all caps. So yes, that still means I got videos to film, I got performances to do, and I got content to drop. So I'm pooping it out and then I'm dipping. I ain't gone yet. Piggy dipping. And then she responded to a tweet from a radio station that said, okay, maybe Dojica isn't retiring. And she said, yes, the fuck I am. Bro, she's fucking crazy. That's that's honestly psychotic. Like, that is, like, a, a mental break that we see some celebrities have. I don't know if, like, something's going on with her, but that just seems like an overly dramatic response. I don't think it was just the fans that are causing her to do this. Maybe there's more in the industry or something that's making her want to quit. But I get, like, fans calling you slurs is bad, but, like, every f- fandom and uh, an artist is, like, toxic and it's, like, like artists face shit all the time like Lil Nas X he probably gets called the F-slur and the N-slur all the time and it's like how like I, I don't get how Doja Cat isn't seeing that and outweighing the good and bad that makes me like not even want to see her like she's still signed on to do Lollapalooza in August that I was gonna go see her at in Chicago but that makes me not want to is she even gonna perform with passion does she hate everyone she's performing to like why did she take one group of fans that didn't like her and decide to take it all out on her on all of her fans Like, why is she taking it out on all of her fans? If this isn't what you want to do with your life, with the music, then it isn't what you want to do. But if it was really your passion, you would open your eyes and see the good outweighs the bad. You clearly have millions of people supporting you and supported you during the fight in Paraguay and were always on your side. Doja, this isn't cute behavior. It's giving... Throwing a fit. It's giving toddler. She's kicking and screaming like a big toddler. It's giving Doja pussy, not Doja cat. And your fans are ready to forgive you, girl. They all want you back. Everyone wants you back. They're over it. The only person who's trying to sabotage you now is you. So what can we learn from this? Instead of focusing on your haters and the people that make you anxious and nervous to walk out of the house or go online, focus on the people who fill your life with love and who love you. Live your life for them. Do what you love for them. Share your gifts and be yourself for them. Don't waste your life hyperfixating on the people who give you hate. Because then you let them win. So I'm just trying to hold on, hold on. I don't want to know what it's like when you're gone. I don't want to move on. I don't want to know what it's like when you're gone for good. It's slipping through my fingertips a little bit by a little bit. I didn't know the love of you was the happiest I've ever been. So I'm just trying to. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit to other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why... Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom makes it easy for you to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. 
So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Think about a history. Those days when you're broken hearted and you're getting knocked down and you say you don't. Okay, now we're going to do something fun. My favorite night of the year is Grammys night. And it is in two days from now where we will find out who will win the biggest awards possible in music. And what we're going to do right now is predict who we think will win six of the big categories. I want you to predict along as I read you the nominees. If you're with someone, give, your, give, give each other your predictions. Debate. And then if you're alone, write them down. Keep them with you. And then in two days, see... If you were right. Okay, let's get into it. We're going to start things off big with the biggest award in music every single year. This is the biggest Grammy, the biggest trophy you can win that night. And it is the album of the year. This year, there are 10 nominees. There used to be five nominees until the Grammys had a whole scandal with not including enough diversity in their nominations. And one of their excuses was that there wasn't enough room for diversity and that maybe if, you know, women or... uh musicians of color wanted more representation they should maybe make better music that literally happened but now they just expanded their range so they let everyone be nominated even though the past three years three white women win one sorry we're still just gonna you know enjoy the 10 nominees okay here they are we are john batiste love for sale lady gaga tony bennett justice Justin Bieber, Planet Her, Doja Cat, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, Back of My Mind, Her, Montero, Lennon's X, Sour, Olivia Rodrigo, Evermore, Taylor Swift, and Donda, Kanye West. Now, this category was extremely hard for me to predict this year. I predicted it correctly the past three years, um, and I narrowed it down to three people. It will either be Lennon's X, Montero, Doja Cat, Planet Her, or Sour, Olivia Rodrigo. But if I had to pick one winner, I'm going to pick Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Her album, even though they all had a huge impact on culture and all had the billions of streams and the number one singles, I think her album had the most sales streams uh, and chart placement. But I think what makes her stand out is that every song from the album is very recognizable and almost a single in itself. I think the singles of that album, even though they're massive and worldly hits, didn't eclipse the album tracks. And not only did they not eclipse the album tracks, but every single sounds like it belongs on the album. If that makes sense, it's a very, very successfully commercial, but also complete whole body of work that was just massively successful in its entirety. And I think it broke into culture and the mainstream a little bit more than the other two. And the Grammys love a breakout year for a new young ingenue. So I think Sour will win and Olivia Rodrigo will be holding the trophy in two days. Now let's move on to record of the year. Now the difference between record and song of the year, there's two awards. Record means the best all around song. We're talking about production, how it sounds, the message, how it makes you feel um everything like that and then song of the year is 
only about the songwriting. They don't care how it sounds. It's basically like a like a poetry contest, song of the year. Record of the year nominees are I Still Have Faith in You, ABBA, Freedom, John Batiste, I Get a Kick Out of You, Lady Gaga, Tony Bennett, Peaches, Justin, Right on Time, Brandy Carlisle, Kiss Me More, Happier Than Ever, Montero, and Driver's License. Now, what I really want to win this category is Montero, just because I think he put his whole heart, soul, and bussy into that song. And it told a story, uh, like a really powerful love story, in a way that has never been shared in the media to this extent before. It's equally as successful on the charts and in the streams as Driver's License, which is so hard to do because Olivia's was so, like, you know, already uh, predetermined to be successful just because she's, you know, this straight girl telling her love story very accepted by society but the fact that montero's uh that's a self-titled song his real name is montero it broke through the glass ceiling of what is accepted as normal and praised in society and it's still so catchy and amazing so i think just for all those reasons it should win song of the year and its moment it was a really big cultural impact that literally changed culture so i want him to win but i think driver's license by olivia rodrigo is going to win just because of the massive spread of the song in the last year and how critically acclaimed it was so i can see her winning that too now let's do song of the year for the songwriters the nominees are bad habits ed sheeran a beautiful noise alicia keys driver's license olivia rodrigo fight for you her happier than ever billy eilish kiss me more doja cat SZA, leave the door open silk sonic montero lil nas Peaches, Justin Bieber, and Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. Now, Billboard, which is pretty good at predicting the Grammys as well, actually predicted that Olivia would sweep all the big categories, including Best New Artist and Song of the, of the Year. But I think Billie Eilish is such a big Grammys favorite, especially for her songwriting, because she does put a lot of her mental health and life stories and struggles into it. I could see Billie Eilish winning for Happier Than Ever. But again, I could see Lil Miss, It Girl, Olivia Rodrigo taking this trophy home as well. You know, doing laps from her seat to the Grammy stage, just going back and forth, collecting all these Grammys, having her whole Taylor Swift 2010 moment. So I could see her winning that as well. I really don't think anyone else in this category, Justin, Ed, her has a chance. Her never wins anything and she's always nominated. I don't get how she does that. She's in some like secret society. But yeah, I see it being one of those two young girls. Can, can you believe they're both so young? Like, we're literally debating if, like, an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old is going to win. That's fucking nuts. Okay, we're only going to do four because this is taking a while. But I think a fun one because just we all know these songs. Let's go to the pop categories. And let's look at best pop solo performance, which is just best pop song that is only has one big pop star on it. So, the nominees are Anyone, Justin Bieber. Right on Time, Brandi Carlisle. Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Positions, Ariana Grande driver's license olivia rodrigo now if you know one thing about me if you saw my instagram story yesterday i said if i would get one tattoo uh in tribute to a celebrity it would be arna grande i'm an arianator through and through i've been a stand for years and years and years i've seen her in concert three times i used to be just an arna grande fan account so i love her so i want her to win so bad but i don't think miss meet your mama on a sunday make a lot of love on a monday is gonna win the grammy unfortunately but we could be wrong. I didn't think Sweetener would win the Grammy, but it did. Um, I think Anyone by Justin Bieber isn't the worst choice for this. But again, I'm going to give it to either Billy or Olivia. I think this is going to be their year. But usually what the Grammys will do is who they give one of the main categories to, like record or song, they won't give them the more niche groups like the pop or just their genre. So maybe Olivia won't win this one and they will give it 
to either Billy or Justin. I could see Justin actually taking home this one. And Justin really is a Grammy's favorite too. He's won so many Grammys in his life. And um, no, he's been nominated for like over 20. Like, isn't that fucking nuts? So I think it's going to be Justin or Billy for this one. How about you guys? Let me know your nominations, uh, predictions. Please DM them to me. Let's talk about it. I am so into these conversations. So I'll reply to everyone and then we can, you know, ha- have fun and build the hype to the show. On Monday on this podcast, I'm going to reveal who won and the biggest moments from the night. I cannot wait to fucking watch. You guys should get excited. It's on um, 87 Central on, I don't know what network. No, yeah, it's on CBS. CBS, 87 Central, Sunday. I think about all of the ways you turn me on. And my bed gets lonely whenever you're gone. And baby, I'm a wreck without you. All I do is fantasize about you. You're the light of my life, yeah, I mean it. Cause you got what I want, what I need it. And even when the sun don't shine, I'll be right by your side. Holding you tight. Chris Rock still has a line on his head from the slap. And the slap is still making headlines around the world. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to be in the news for a second, y'all. So we just got to keep up with it until it's resolved or something, which will be soon. But until then, you know, we need to stay in the know around here. So let's just get a little update on this situation. But it's honestly so motherfucking juicy. Everything that's come out about it since... Really one of the biggest moments in Hollywood in so long. And we're going to look into a little bit of Will and Jada's marriage history. They have probably the most problematic marriage in Hollywood, but we've been known that. We're just going to look at what maybe could have caused this from Jada's point and why she's kind of toxic. Okay, let's get into what Chris Rock finally said when he responded to the whole situation. So Chris Rock obviously did not know this was going to be his weekend, didn't know this was going to change his life, turn it completely upside down, uh, but it did. And he just had to suck it up and continue on with his life afterwards. You know, he was booked and busy. He's a grown-ass man. He's not going to cancel these appearances. So he had his first comedy show since, and right when he came out to do this live stand-up show, he knew he had to say something, and he spoke about it to the crowd for only 53 seconds a packed crowd and that's all they got i'm gonna play for you what he said about it how was your weekend I truly become more of a Chris Rock fan every day. I really don't blame him for needing time to process, as he said. Imagine how it would be. Like, obviously, he was already famous. But imagine how it would be to be the most talked about person in the world. 
for almost like a week at this point and kind of for something that was like a little humiliating do you know what i mean and with how much heat is on this whole situation you have to be careful and intentional with what you say next so he knew he had to acknowledge the elephant in the room but he couldn't really speak on it that night so i totally commend him for um everything that he said he definitely took the high road and you know he's probably a little shaken up because i don't know if you guys know this but chris rock was actually diagnosed with non-verbal language disorder two years ago he shared his diagnosis with the world and basically what that disorder is it makes it well um, it basically means that you were born like without the ability to read people's non-verbals so really the only way you can communicate with people is through what they say it's kind of like sometimes it gets misdiagnosed with like asperger's or things like um in that kind of realm so it basically has to do with that it's just a social dysfunction kind of where you can't really read people's non-verbals so let's and let's think about what that implies it implies that he's probably so scared to say anything wrong or make a joke again and not know if he's offending someone and he could literally have ptsd from this and i hope it doesn't change the context of his jokes and i hope it's still and i hope he still you know gives it to us hard and is the roasting king and comedian and his amazing jokes that we know him for but i would understand if he would have security lining the stage now because imagine if you are will uh chris rock with that disorder and you are now scared that since you can't read people's nonverbals, and will smith just walked up to you point blank and you didn't expect to get slapped across the face in front of 15 million people at the oscars and then you did imagine how scared you would be to potentially make the same mistake and not know that it's coming it would it's probably causing a lot of self-doubt within him which could lead to like a ptsd sort of thing of that situation and i hope it doesn't stipend his career and his confidence as a comedian and i hope he still knows that he did not do anything wrong and he hasn't done anything wrong as a comedian he's just doing his job but i hope that doesn't scare him from continuing because he really is a great comedian he had a great show back the crowd gave him two standing ovations during the show which he (laughs) deserved he had to like tell them to like settle down so he can do the comedy routine but like it it would be so crazy seeing him live after this he's like the most famous person in the world it's like seeing kim kardashian right now like that's crazy uh some of the tickets for like last minute sales like you know how they'll resell tickets we're going for eight thousand dollars for this show which you know the one good thing from this is that he'll have material for a long time once you know he gets past it and we can joke about it he'll have material forever he'll make thousands shit i get smacked for eight thousand dollars even if i pass out bitch shit i'll get i'll i'll get smacked for free if you know what i'm saying um will smith let's talk about him he is not about smacking people apparently because there's a clip of him going viral on the internet from the 90s where he is in an anti-violence campaign (laughs) basically telling people to not do what he just did listen Oh, oh there you go Hey, check this out. Here's the situation. Say you out with your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You know, you're at school. You at a club or something, getting busy. All right, you just having fun. Somebody steps up to you and they tell you they want to rumble. All right, now, now just stop for a second. Before you lose your head, get all crazy and toss your hands up, just think. The person that uses the head can always defeat the person that's just trying to use their hands. Now, remember that, because the more you know. 
Yeah, so after that video, people are way more on Team Chris than Team Will. People are still flabbergasted that Will Smith would have done that and what it implies and the message that that sends to the 15 millions of people watching that violence is okay. And, you know, clearly the Academy condones violence uh, despite their public service announcements all the time that they do not. So why would Will do this? Let's investigate a little bit more. Last week, we talked about his mother growing up, shit that he that she went through that may have caused Will to want to defend women in his life. But now we're going to talk about the other woman in his life, which is Jada and their toxic marriage and why she could be the reason. So there's a new clip of the slap going around where we actually see Jada's reaction to the whole thing. And right when Will smacks Chris, Jada Pickett-Smith laughs. She laughs and he gets back to his seat and she continues laughing until Will starts like yelling at Chris. And people are like, why would Jada Pickett-Smith laugh? And then people started to uncover online that Jada Pickett-Smith is actually very, very toxic and she might be the reason Will did all of this. So if you don't know, they have a very complicated marriage, with, which may have given Will Smith a complex of some sort. So let me just say a few of the strange things that go on in their marriage. So they've been married for 20 years. But at some point during that marriage, they took a pause. They were still married, though, but they were just going to go find themselves. But during that time, Jada Pickett-Smith got into an entanglement, as she likes to say, which is basically a sexual and emotional relationship with someone else that she just likes to call an entanglement you know i love the wording choice making herself seem innocent with a man named august alcina and she basically told will that she was actually very happy that she did it and she does not regret him and she just wanted to feel good again and will hasn't made her feel good in a long time listen to this clip it's very let me know what you think. Recently, Alcina revealed to the world that he was involved in a relationship with Jada while she was still married. And even though statements were released denying the affair, Pinkett Smith is now reluctantly confirming that the relationship did indeed exist. It's a situation that I consider private. You just feel like it ain't really nobody, no, nobody's, nobody's business. business yeah, but yeah. you and I were going through a very difficult time. Yeah. From there... You know, as time went on, I got into a different kind of entanglement. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship. Absolutely. I just wanted to feel good. Mm -hmm. It had been so long mm -hmm. since I felt good. Right. And it was really a joy to just help heal somebody. We ride together. We, we die, die together. together. Bad, bad marriage, marriage for, for life, life. <laughs> like what what okay before i comment on that let me just say a few more other things that they've done in their marriage so again the open the whole open marriage thing was jada's idea will smith had a more traditional idea of marriage that probably a lot of people have he wanted them to stick together just the two of them forever but jada manipulated him into not wanting that and allowing her to do that so he just has to live with that and not only that but in the past jada has on her Red Table Talk, talked shit about their sex life, saying that basically Will was not satisfying her and that was kind of like shaming him, saying he was bad and things like that. And then as she was asking for the open relationship and entanglement and things like that, she kind of like put the blame onto Will. And even though Will was like visibly upset about it, she said, but babe, if you loved me, you would have known that I wanted something else. So, like, she was literally, like, being a narcissist and, like, manipulating Will into thinking that it was his fault for not, you know, loving her enough 
And that's why she needed to go be with someone else. So people are just overall saying that Jada Pickett Smith is a very toxic woman to be with. And that could have invoked something in him to maybe overcompensate a little bit. Do you want to protect her and show out and show up for her when someone insulted her on live television, even if it means assaulting someone on stage? But bitch, if you say to me that I haven't pleased you in years and made you feel good in years, bye. I'm walking out right then and there. There's That's all the closure I need. I don't care if it's in the bed, if it's in our souls, if it's in our relationship. If I don't, if I haven't made you feel good for so long that you need to go be doing these things with all these other people and talk shit about me and things that we do like that, why are we still doing this and why are we still together? Like, why aren't we just friends? You know, we can co-parent. That hurt harder than any slap Will could have given Chris. Jada manipulates Will and is very toxic to him and I think that's very obvious. And Twitter has been saying that there's thousands of tweets, just type in Jada slash toxic and he now has this complex that he needs to do anything and everything to please and impress her over commentating because she mentally abused him. And let's not make an idea of a bad marriage normal or quirky or funny. I don't care if it's my third divorce. I'm not staying with someone like that just to stay with them. Child, I'm not surprised Willow Smith is an emo girl. I'd be super emo too. I'd be seen. I'd be more, I'd, I'd be more, e- more emo than Avril Lavigne if I was in that family. So what can we learn from this? Toxic people bleed onto you and make you do wild things to play their games and please them. And don't let a toxic person, you know, friend or anyone make you lose yourself. Because at the end of the day, all you need is you. And don't let their toxicity taint you and who you are. Because you don't need a toxic person or really anyone for that matter. Thank you guys for tuning into Pop Culture University today. I hope you had a good time hanging out. That's all we have today. I hope you got some educational and uh, inspiring lessons and comedy from this and just had a great time. If you did, please write this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Post a screenshot of it on your Instagram story. Tag me. Get the word out. I will respond to you, follow you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing weekend. Oh my God, my mom is coming to visit me at my college this weekend. I haven't seen her for like a month and I'm so fucking excited. Me and my mom are like BFFs. So we're going to be doing fun mom and son shit all weekend and just partying and living it up. So go live life and have a safe, healthy uh, time. And I cannot wait to see you guys on Monday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.